0: Welcome and I apologize in advance. (laughs) I'm uh, Greg Mahochko. I'm the only one here. Got notified this morning that John was not feeling great. I don't want to get into the specifics, just uh, he's like, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. So um, I tried to round up uh, a bunch of merry misfits. Everybody's busy everybody's got kids I got kids but they're all in bed um, hopefully you should be joined uh, at some point tonight by Beth we're just gonna talk a little bit of volleyball uh, we that conversation uh, we, we may have a a third in that uh, in, in Miley Ketterson um, we're just gonna play this one by ear because uh, we were supposed to have a, a special guest. I mean a coordination rider, but especially special the list to talk about quarterbacks and um, you know just the transfer portal and what Nebraska is looking for and who might be a best fit. I think that conversation is going to be put on hold for probably for about a week. Of course, by that point, Nebraska? I said we. Nebraska will have probably already landed their their QB. Um, uh, quick shout outs to everybody uh, living in Omaha, David Matney. Good evening to you as well, uh, Highlander Gun. Is here uh, as well as uh Corby and Justin and uh, uh Roger says, Drink a beer for John, buddy. I'm I'm like, uh, I have a beer and I'll be drinking it for me because I'm probably gonna need at least one to get through the show, but I don't have a fridge right here. Um, so uh, let's see here. Some some love for uh. Double J, our founder and fearless leader, John Damn Johnston. Uh, Justin says, Feel better, John. Fred says, Ah, crap, get well, John. And among all that, uh, Dion Pryor was, as they say, first. uh, And not only was Dion first, but Dion uh, dropping, so we got the first uh, before we ever went live, dropping some news that uh, I will. share here courtesy of this is this is how quick i work it's also probably why we were 35 seconds late didn't start crisply at uh nine o'clock central god's favorite time zone as i like to say uh but i was grabbing this and and everybody uh give the flowers to dion for for pointing this one out here but uh we have a decommitment, which is never what we want uh, but it was JD crisp says, first and foremost, I want to thank God for putting me in a position I'm in today. I would also like to thank Nebraska and the coaching staff for taking an opportunity, uh, on me and last of my parents for their unwavering support, but I've made the tough decision to decommit from the university of Nebraska and open my recruitment process. Now, uh, JD crisp is, as Dion shares with us, Dion's on the ball tonight. uh, Deanna, uh says, uh, Chris, a three-star Texas wide receiver. Um, does this cause – I guess let's kind of jump into this. I, I didn't know this is where we were going to start the show, but here we are nonetheless. Is this great cause for concern for me? That didn't mean to pop up. Uh, I'm going to say no. Um, and not to, to say that um, J.D. Crisp won't have a – Tremendous career. You never know. Maybe he still lands in Lincoln. I I think statistics probably show that I I say this with zero uh, knowledge of of where even to find these statistics. But as we all know, 67% of statistics on the Internet are made up. So I'm not going to get into specifics, but I'm I'm pretty sure that the overwhelming majority of players who decommit from a school probably aren't going to commit back to that school. I don't I don't think that happens too often. They see a uh, greener pasture somewhere else or you know as as I think we saw earlier in you know maybe just in the last few weeks uh, there was a player probably also from Texas who decommitted uh, from Nebraska but largely I think because Nebraska uh, moved on from him and that might be the case here we I, we don't know you know we're not uh, privy to those conversations maybe the uh, rivals or 247 or on 3 or heard not heard that but uh, huddle people are uh, but that's not that's not something that you know i have any inklings towards so i can't speculate one way or the other all we know is that at least for now Based on that tweet from about an hour ago, JD Crisp uh, does not look like he's going to be uh, a Nebraska corn husker. Uh, so, um, Dion says, I need a stiff drink. Um, I am, I went back to probably one of my favorite seasonals. Maybe I talked about this last week. I've just got the old Shiner holiday cheer, grabbed a, grabbed a uh, <laughs> um so this is what I'm going to Fred's uh, having a corn coast IPA with, is that anchovy hops or anchovy hops? I don't know. There's a big, I know, I know how anchovy is spelled. I'm not <laughs> uh, just curious. Cause I don't know. not familiar with that one. Um, all right, let's see here. Fred says, yeah, this, that's not a, a bad point here. Uh, Fred's comment: They all thank God or cite him for decommitting, uh, but but at the same time, they also thank him for, you know, uh, was like I don't say hashtag blessed, uh, but they also uh, do, you know, send um, some sort of appreciative mention to the deity of their choosing <laughs> uh, when when they receive an offer or when they do. Uh, you know, commit to a school. So I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't, you know, butt heads with that. Uh let's see here. Tiger Shark Diver says, has anyone here rode a Clydesdale? I've not. Uh, but I do live close to St. Louis, home of Anheuser Busch and the famous, you know, world famous Anheuser uh Clydesdales. And I'll say this, I have seen them in person. Um if you ever in St. Louis, you can go on a brewery tour of Anheuser-Busch. You get some like free beer at the end. It's fine for Anheuser-Busch products, I suppose, but it's free. I mean, the tour is not free, but the beer is free at the end. Um, if you're ever in St. Louis uh, and you want to do a brewery tour, I would recommend Schla- uh, Schlafly. They have, I don't know, more robust, more flavorful beers. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bigger Schlafly guy than I am in Anheuser-Busch. But uh, the St. Louis Cardinals make a big deal out of the Clydesdales. The Clydesdales are the first on the field on the home opener uh, every every spring. So, um, yeah, I, you know, Clydesdales, they're cool. Let's see. David Matney says, get well, John, rest up. Um, James Boardman, I, I don't disagree. James says it's a scholarship that can be used for a portal-wide receiver with experience in regards to J.D. Crisp uh, and You know, I think you never, when, when guys are coming back from an injury, you just never know. Right. But if everybody came back and they were healthy, they were even 95%. As long as they stayed healthy, we do have, I think a a good wide receiver room. And because of the injuries that we had in 2023, a lot of the young guys, the Malachi Coleman's, the Jalen Lloyd's, they got some experience that maybe they might not have seen. Uh, Certainly, you know, what Lloyd did, that young man's going into the offseason uh, with a head full of confidence. And, and Coleman, too, uh, just because of how they carried themselves, how they filled in, I think it would have been nice to, you know, that we, if we had a, uh, I, I apologize, I'm not trying to, um, that's where I, I'm not trying to bring up bad bad feelings or bad memories, but if we had like a Casey Thompson, it, that that Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer connection was there quite a bit in 2022. And if we had a Casey Thompson who could, you know, I I always like to say on, on Twitter jokingly, but sometimes for for uh, real, putting the biscuit in the basket, right? If we could if we had a quarterback with consistency with the with the arm who could make those throws, Lloyd Coleman, you know, they, they would have had even more success. So, um, but you're right, James, it, it is a scholarship that is now available that that's sitting there uh, or maybe they go, you know, the, the high school route again. And, and that, that's how you really, how you got to build the program, right? It's, it's, it's not going to be done overnight. We saw our colleagues in Boulder trying to do that, right? Flipping the roster and, and, John said it on this show. He said, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, but we all remember. He said, at the end of the year, Nebraska will have a better record than Colorado, even after Colorado beat us in week two. Um, John was right. Now Colorado's out an offensive coordinator, an offensive line coach, um, as they went to, I believe, San Diego State. So uh, let's see here. We will have – I will have some company here on the show here in, in just a little while. So, so hang tight with us. Um, let's see. Shame on you, Fred. I mean, I say shame on you, but we all know that it's, uh, talking about, uh, uh, I, I'm assuming JD Chris, Vince Watson says some of this could be getting roster numbers, right? Uh, we are a little bloated, uh, in the roster and, and we do, we know we have to get down to a certain number. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, it, it this is not the this coaching staff's first rodeo, as I like to say. Quite a bit, uh, they will they'll they'll figure it out and they'll get the roster down to where it needs to be, and and uh, it'll be the the best players that are available. Um, I I you know say what you want about how twenty twenty three ended, uh, losing four straight. But I still have confidence in this. In this coaching staff, that this is you know Matt Rule's the guy. I, I believe that, uh, you know he he's going to be the one to, you know not just get us back to a bowl game, but get us back to conference relevance. I mean we can't talk about being nationally relevant until we're, and it's going to be different, of course, going forward with the addition of all the the Pac-12 schools. So we can't say top of the division, but I think going forward. With Matt Rule, I mean, again, do I, look? Is the is, it, it's in? I say black and white, but it's black and yellow because of the color paper. But uh, you know, I'm the I'm the you know crazy guy who said fifteen and zero, right? A lot of that's for entertainment value, folks. Um, but I do believe this team is heading in the right direction, and I do believe that within the next couple of years, Matt Rule will have Nebraska in the top quarter of the conference. That's saying something, because right now it's Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, you know, at at the top. But now you're going to be adding Washington, Oregon, USC. I don't know if we can put UCLA necessarily there um, yet, but, you know, they've had more success recently than Nebraska. So uh, say what you want. We are going to. Put a pin in some of this football talk, uh, and we're going to welcome in uh, much how do you say much great, much appreciated uh, relief from just me uh, sitting here talking to you uh, through through your comments. And we're going to talk about again the most successful program that Nebraska has on campus right now. We're gonna talk some volleyball with none other than the very best volleyball writer I know. I mean, it's a small sample size, but I just know that there's nobody that covers volleyball quite like our very own Beth. Beth, welcome back. It's been no it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, how's how's everything been?
1: It's been really good. Uh it's a- Christmas season and the volleyball season and Nebraska's winning and that makes everything just fine.
0: Nebraska is winning except we last time we talked was right before Thanksgiving black Friday. Didn't quite go Nebraska's way now with that loss to Wisconsin. Not to say we expected it, but we would understand, you know, if you're going to lose to Wisconsin lose when you already have the the big 10 you know, conference, you know, regular season conference championship wrapped up, let them, let them have that one because especially how the brackets shook out, they're on the other side. It could be Nebraska, Wisconsin, you know, the third chapter and, and you don't want them chomping at the bit to, you know, after having lost both regular season matchups.
1: Right. It's tough to be a good team three times. Um, and, Really nothing changed with that loss to Wisconsin. Um, There's some um, undefeated season went out the window. Tell me what that really means. It means something, but the championship is still in sight. Um, The Big Ten championship still happened. Um, And then there's the, the theoretical things. So in theory, some pressure was relieved from the shoulders of the Nebraska volleyball players. They played a lot freer that next night against Minnesota um they, they really played well that night um and like you said because of that win Wisconsin secured a number one seat in the tournament they were um by the tournament committee seated the third number one so Nebraska was the number one number one Stanford Wisconsin and then Pitt was the fourth number one and so they're on the other side that's great um they played Penn State tonight I had some hopes that Penn State would knock them off, but um, Penn State took a set from them. But Wisconsin stands; they're going through the um, round of eight, so um, they've still got some other folks that can beat them before they get to us.
0: I, you know, it's funny that you mention, you know, that that loss kind of maybe allowing the the team to relax a little bit. You know, just let some of that stress uh, of trying to maintain that perfect season uh, off and, and off their roll off their shoulders or off their back. And, and the reason I said is I came across a movie that I didn't know existed. I knew about the longest streak, you know, uh, undefeated streak in, in sports history. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, De La Salle high school football, De La Salle high school football bet did not lose a game from 1992 to 2003. They won 151 straight games and then they lost the first one of, you know, that next season. Uh so this movie, it's called When the Game Stands Tall, and it followed, you know, it, it's a it's a movie, but you know, it it through the the first, I guess, quarter of the movie is the the winning that last game, and then there's the off-season and some of the Things that happen. It's a real life story. And then they lose the first game. Then they lose the second game. You know, how far down the rabbit hole is this uh, thing going to tank? So, but you get that feeling, you know, there were kids who never saw their team lose, you know, never saw this high school lose. Uh, I can't imagine doing it for one season, let alone, you know, over a decade. But uh, there's. There's nothing to be ashamed about of losing to Wisconsin, especially on Wisconsin's floor.
1: No, not at all. And you know, listening to the players and the coaches talk, um, that they—that's not part of the story for them. I mean, obviously, as fans and as writers, we do a lot of different things than what the team is doing, but their focus is in that play that their focus is in the next opponent. Um, Even in this week's press conference, um, you know, Merritt Beeson was being asked about Georgia Tech's 6-2 offense and this and that and the other. And she goes, it's volleyball. We do it every day. You know, she's like, it's not that complicated. We (laughs) playing volleyball for hours every day and we're going to do it again tomorrow and you know the Georgia Tech match that they played today and she's like it's volleyball and if we do what we need to do it doesn't really matter what they do and that probably is different against Wisconsin and it will matter what Wisconsin can do but it's volleyball they do it every day they're very focused on the minute and the play in front of them and that's exactly what you need to be focused on um, not the other stuff that happens in the Incidentally tournament, not the stuff that I'm going to write about or someone else is going to talk about. It's about the play in front of you, um, the opponent in front of you. And so Wisconsin is not on um, their mind right now is my, my beat.
0: I, I believe that it's that, you know, up to today it was Georgia tech and you know, now it's, I, can't, I don't even know who they play next.
1: they will have Arkansas next. So okay. Arkansas was the three seed in this corner, and they, um, they upset um, Kentucky tonight. That was a five-set match. And, um, man, Arkansas looks really good. I didn't see a lot of them in the regular season, but they've got some real gutsy players, a real undersized outside hitter, and she just she comes after you, you know, she really is tenacious. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that a smaller outside hitter. I think she's 5'8. I mean, and she just hits the ball a ton. She's got fire. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch a very different team. Um, Kentucky is a established volleyball program with some um some regular ways of being good. They run a nice sure. slide. They've got a powerful outside hitter. They've got a very um, well skilled setter. Um, Arkansas does some things just slightly differently. And, um, you know, just like Georgia Tech or the undersized teams of the beginning rounds, Arkansas is going to be a different type of matchup. So I'm excited to see that. Um, they play again on Saturday at home Nebraska's at home for this. This is the last match that can be at home before mm-hmm. they travel to Florida uh, for the final four after they beat Arkansas. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, real quick. When you came in, I, I have, I promised everybody usually John's here and he helps, but I'm looking at all the comments. So I'm very far behind, uh, especially when it's just me. I can't look comment. Look anyway. Uh, so David says, welcome Beth. Uh, Justin also says, uh, hello, Beth. Um, Again, one of the one of the top guests that we have here on the show, uh, Marianne says that today was a a tough day for the state of Nebraska in volleyball. I know Creighton lost, uh, but they lost to Louisville, which has a Nebraska connection. So I'm a little and it's Creighton, so I'm a little torn.
1: It's t- yeah, that was a great match. First of all, um, that was the first match of all of the Sweet Sixteen matches for volleyball. So sort of a morning match, depending on where you live. Um, Creighton and Louisville, both very skilled Louisville's head coach, Danny Busboom Kelly, former assistant, um, Nebraska coach and player. Uh, she's done amazing things at Louisville and, um, yeah, Louisville is also an established, you know, program in the volleyball world more recently than, than Nebraska or a Penn state, but established. Um, but I think Creighton's going to have trouble sleeping tonight. They have that one Creighton, Creighton had them. And Louisville has not had a good tournament. They lost a set in round one to Wright State. Um, Western Michigan was their second round opponent, my hometown, go Broncos. Um, (laughs) And Western should have probably taken a set from them. They looked really good. Uh, So Louisville has not looked sharp in this tournament and um, Creighton had them, made some very, uncharacteristic uh, mistakes in set five and set five is only 15 points. You, you don't have room for any errors, but when you do make errors, they need to be ones that press the other team, really make them do something to earn that point. And, and Creighton just had a few errors that you go, what are you doing? <laughs> and I don't, I think they're going to, you know, they'll do what they do. They'll compete. They'll figure out how to be better from this, but they they had Louisville, and right. so that, that is a tough one. I I agree. A loss for Creighton there is tough.
0: Much like uh, Nebraska football for the last uh, four games is they let them off the hook. That's,
1: uh, that's how it felt. It really felt.
0: Um, well, you mentioned Kentucky volleyball. And So I was going to ask, what's the better volleyball program in that state? Is it uh, the team from Lexington or the team from Louisville?
1: Well, I think they they're going to decide that, right? Um, Well, not this year. Um, That's Pitt. I I mix up those blue teams. They're going to play Pitt next. Uh, Louisville will play Pitt next. Um, I don't know. Did they play this year? I I don't know the answer to that. Maybe a fan watching can answer that for us.
0: You're putting this year. The
1: answer to that for me is probably (laughs) Kentucky. But last year or the year before that is Louisville. Kentucky is probably the better team this year, but we won't get to answer that. Kentucky's going home.
0: Right. I'm looking real quick just to see.
1: I mean, in that stat alone, Louisville's in the final eight, and Kentucky's not. So, um, but yeah, if I if I had to play an imaginary match between Louisville and Kentucky, I think I pick Kentucky.
0: Wait a minute, they did meet this year.
1: Oh, good. Let's answer it.
0: Uh, Louisville swept them. Ah. Back in September.
1: See, I knew that.
0: I knew that. I knew you knew that. <laughs> um, so it, it, interesting comment here from from Dion. And I, well, we'll just throw it up there. Dion says, it "Seems Wisconsin is built on beating Nebraska, while Nebraska is built to win a natty."
1: Hmm.
0: Any any thoughts? That I mean, they're I feel like their rosters are made up of different types of athletes uh, larger when I think of, is it Smreck? Yeah. Who's, who's the six foot 10. I say this, not with disrespect. I want to make that clear, but I was going to say beast because that's what, I mean, you know, it, on the volleyball court, she's a beast.
1: Yeah. Anna Smreck is their tallest player. She's six, nine, but Carter booth is right behind her at six, eight and they do block right next to each other for two rotations in Wisconsin's, um, Set up so Carter Booth and Anna Schmuck, but yeah, Anna Schmuck is a difference maker. And um, I, the I I guess I hear what that comment is saying as far as who who they're trying to be. And I I think both of these coaches, Kelly Sheffield for Wisconsin and uh, John Cook for Nebraska, they know that that other team is one that will be the potential team standing in front of them in the national championship match. Um, so, you know, this season, it could definitely be both that if, if Wisconsin is beat built to beat Nebraska, then it might be happening in the national championship um, for the third time. They play each other. Um, I, I think maybe what the comment says to me though, too, is Nebraska is, you um, is a developmental program. There are a lot of players that come out of Nebraska's program and continue to build um, after college too. So many of them go on and play for the Olympics and some Wisconsin players do too, but um, maybe not quite at the same clip that the Nebraska players do. And, And I think a player comes to Nebraska because they know they're going to be developed in a, a way that makes them competitive to to mm-hmm. play at the national level. Um, they, they have that well-rounded um, ability to develop players. Um, I guess that leads to national championships too, but it, it's a long-term game of, how do I teach players? I think John Cooks looks at how do I teach players to be successful on this long road? And that includes recovery, that includes nutrition, that includes strategy and understanding the game at a really high level. Um, it, it's not just like playing in college and winning in college. It's a long road in front of them if they want to play national and Olympic level.
0: And, and I was going to ask, but before I ask, ask my question, uh, Tiger Shark Diver here with, with we, the comments are, are a lot of comparisons, Nebraska and Wisconsin. But Tiger Shark Diver says, "Wisconsin sucks. We're the best." That's it. That's deep. <laughs> Very deep. We we appreciate. Um, and I was gonna. It, I would assume. I don't want to assume anything. Let me let me uh, retract that. Is the goal for most of these women? Through college, is it go and win a national championship, or is it get on an Olympic team? uh, Or does is there a a cookie cutter approach to any of this? I mean, are the goal can the goals be? I'm just trying to figure out a lot of their individual motivation. I suppose.
1: You know, I think the answer they'd give to that question if they answered it now, or you know, three months ago, is. They're working to get better every day, right? They're just trying to be the best version of themselves. They're trying, you know, is Allie Batenhorst going to play for the national team? Probably not. You know, she's a 6'5 athlete who's very good and is, you know, bringing Nebraska forward in this tournament to whatever stage they get. Um, but she's probably not paying playing for the national team. So she um is working to get better and she'll probably play internationally. She could go play in, in Europe or Italy or mm-hmm. Italy and Europe.
0: Um, say, those two different places.
1: <laughs> um or the United States now, the um pro teams that are getting started in the United States, right there in Omaha. Um the players who do want to play for the Olympic team a lot of times are vocal about it. Um and will come to a school like Nebraska and, you know, that beginning interview, why'd you come to Nebraska? I want to play on the Olympic team mm-hmm. someday. And a lot of them that have already played in the Olympic development program, um, because of that reason, they're, they're, sure. they're trying to get better. They're trying to get a college scholarship before they get to that level. Um, but because they, they dream about playing long term and on that Olympic team, on that national team.
0: I know, you know, we talk about her. She's a Cornhusker. She's an Olympic gold medalist, Jordan Larson. Uh, And this just popped up. Um, She was, I believe, a senior when I was 21 years old, working, doing radio out in Shadron, Nebraska. And Shadron played her high school in the first round of the state playoffs uh, or the state tournament uh, after regionals and sub-district and district and everything else and just ran into that buzzsaw. And I, one of the players tagged the coach, who I'm Facebook friends with, and have been for you know decades now, and said, "Oh, I do, just a tremendous talent to watch. Wish it wasn't against us." But this news clip about Larson, you know, committing to play at uh, uh, at Nebraska at the time, and I I watched them like I was there. I was in that gym, and I feel old now because I was 20 years ago. <laughs> um, but but I definitely understand where you're coming from. Is is Nebraska has produced Olympian Olympic level athletes. And, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if that's your dream, go, go see John Cook. He's he's got, he's got the map.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And now, you know, with Jordan Larson on the sidelines too, um, I I think, I think we can see the benefits that she's um, giving to the team, specifically Allie Batenhorst, I think she's able to do things this season that I have not seen her do before. And so those nuggets of experience and now coaching that um, Larson is passing along specifically to Batenhorst and probably to a lot of other players too. I think we're seeing the benefits of those. And Allie Batenhorst had a great match today. She uh, had nine or 10 kills second on the team in kills and was productive. And she's not always been able to do that. So not only is Jordan Larson potentially, enticing younger players who want to come to Nebraska, but I think she's immediately made an impact on this current team, and uh, especially an outside hitter like Allie Beatenhorst.
0: And Allie's uh, seen an uptick in playing time because – Lindsey Crowsey. Lindsey Crowsey was injured, still is injured? What is – because I didn't watch the –
1: Yeah, she's right on the cusp of coming back. She was in a jersey today, which is the first time um, she's been in a jersey since her injury. She's, um, you know, reports from Coach Quick say she practices, but then is real sore afterwards and, you know, has been just, you know, coming back. It's a lower body injury. And so maybe we'll see her in the tournament. I mean, I can only imagine what you're watching your team do and not be able to be on the court and, you know, being injured as a player is one of the hardest things. You're right. Competing is hard, and training is hard, and losing is hard. But watching your team as you're injured in practice, mm-hmm. in matches, it's it's such a mental battle. I I don't wish that upon anybody. Right? At, at, you know, watching Krause watch this is hard.
0: I, I definitely. But at the same time, the I guess maybe the fact that the team didn't really. Have a drop down, talent wise or production wise. Um, I, if I'm hurt I'll sign that medical heart, uh, hardship waiver and, and get try to get an extra year of of uh, college volleyball. Right?
1: Yeah. No, I think that there's a positive perspective that I hope she's looking at it. You know, maybe she doesn't have my opinion, but gosh, I I, I handle injuries well and um, just played psychological war with myself um, but yes there's this sure positive things that I hope she's taking and the the coaching staff is helping her you know maybe Jordan Larson again is helping her through the process of whatever could be positive coming out of here and yes the team really did not miss a beat Allie Batenhorst stepped into the shoes that Krause had at that point when she got injured Krause it looked like had Solidified for however amount of time a position that she was gonna play that outside, that second outside position. Injury happens and Batenhorst picked it up and said, Here I go. And they have not missed a beat. Um, right. That you know, they didn't lose any games because Krause was out. Um, she probably could have helped in the Wisconsin match that they did lose, but that's debatable. I they didn't lose because Krause was out.
0: Sure, sure. Um, and again, just when she needs to be ready, you know, we don't want no offense. I, and I know, well, 10% Lindsay Krause is better than hundred percent me. Um, but make sure that she doesn't re aggravate something that could potentially do more, you know, long-term damage. Um, Beth, as we're talking here, there is tournament volleyball going on and I feel real bad because I'm keeping you from it because Texas and Tennessee are tied at a set of piece. They're in the third set. Uh, their opponent, the winner of that um, match, will be determined later tonight uh, when Arizona take, State takes on Stanford. So another top, uh, you know, top seed regional. But who do you? Purdue is is down a, a set to Oregon in the second set there, uh, and the winner of that one will go on to face Wisconsin. If you had to, you know, predict your your Final Four at this point, who who's in who's in best Final Four?
1: yeah, well, i I picked a bracket to start off with and my bracket to start off with, which it's different now. So I had Nebraska, Louisville, Wisconsin, and Stanford. but I won't I won't push Louisville through to the final four now. I, I, like I said, I they look real shaky. They don't. Anna De Beers, their star left side hitter, and she's just been real off this this tournament. So I would take Pitt. well that's all the number one seeds. that's <laughs> fun. Um, all right, let's I'll jazz it up a minute here. Uh, Nebraska versus Pitt on the left side. and um, I think Purdue's gonna come back against Oregon. That you know, when I go and watch the matches that are active right now, I'm gonna watch Purdue Oregon first because both those teams are just, they're fast, they're mm-hmm. dynamic. Those hitters hit real hard. I like that match. I think Purdue's going to come back if they're down right now and win it. Um, but but that, whoever that puts wins that match, Wisconsin. they're going to beat Wisconsin. That's there's my oh, okay. there's my there's my uh, excitement.
0: <laughs> and then you um, still have uh, Stanford down on the bottom I, yeah, right. I think regional. Stanford
1: comes through that. Um, I, I I think I think Tennessee would be exciting to come see. You know if they can upset Texas over there too. Um, you know, I like to shake up the volleyball world a little bit. You've got these <laughs> pillars standing and the concrete. Let's let's knock one of those pillars out. Come on, Tennessee. And, you know, I don't know who that pillar would be between Purdue and Oregon. Probably Oregon is the more um, historical volleyball school. So get Purdue through there. They're a Big Ten school, but they haven't had um, huge successes. They right. don't have a national championship at Purdue. so.
0: Um, it, it, um, all right, let's it, since it's going on right now, and by the time people listen to the podcast version of this, it obviously' it'll be over. Do you think Tennessee beats Texas tonight? Yes, okay. and And not only that, but you 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 sound like you think they will, but you sound like you really want that to happen also.
1: I think that would be fun. <laughs> I haven't watched a ton of Tennessee, but what I have seen, I like. they have a transfer player that played for Ohio State last year. um Genesia Moore. And she's, she was good at Ohio state, but she is lights out at Tennessee. She's, she's switched some sort of switch and um, she's just plays lights out for that team. Uh, so that'd be fun. That'd be fun to see a new school. And so, yeah, Tennessee will beat Texas.
0: I like it again, horns down. Um, uh, see Fred says the guy on Monday who always demands we talk about volleyball is really missing out. I think that's a uh, uh, Paul. Uh, who's here sometimes on on Thursday nights as well um uh, so let's see I I, I I don't have much more for you Beth you're great as always and I appreciate you, you stepping in uh here kind of last notice but I was like George Nebraska won today that's fresh that's hot um and and then it's gonna be um up to Nebraska to keep rolling it, and that's one thing that they've done this year is is you know from a team that Again, I don't know if they had national championship expectations because of their youth uh, at the start. I'm sure it's something that John Cook says it's a possibility. But a year ago, maybe not a year ago, right after the tournament last year, did you think that this team would be back where they were with only one loss on the season?
1: There were just so many unknowns um, after the season, and then we had a few more unknowns as the um, the summer came around. So, um, no, it's just such a new team. You you would not have predicted Merritt Beeson. Uh, we had a we had an idea that Harper Murray was as good as she is. Um, so, and we didn't know who would set we were still talking about who was setting as the fall season came underway here, Kennedy or Bergen Riley. And so, no, I I don't think we had any idea how good this team would be, could be. They said they felt like they knew there was something special going on here in Brazil when they took their summer trip. Um, They knew it even more as they, you know, prepared for the Memorial stadium match Uh, And they just saw pieces really falling into place as they started the fall season. Um, Jalen Reyes talked on the radio show the other day when they beat Stanford at Stanford um, in September or in August. He said, "I, I really felt like there was we have something here. We were we're bigger and better than we thought we would be this soon with this group.
0: That when on the road at Stanford, that seems like eons ago. At this point, I remember watching that, you know, and it just seems like it's hard to believe that that was the same season that we're still, you know, we're finally in tournament time for. Um, James says those freshmen came in and took control. What do you think about uh, the statistic or not the the, the report, I guess, that after today, Nebraska volleyball set a record for like the first women's NCAA program to have. Uh, season attendance over 250,000. Obviously, with the, you know, Volleyball Day in Nebraska, a big reason why, but uh, not only does it help when you're successful, but Nebraskans love their volleyball.
1: Yeah, you know, without fail, every team that has come into the Devaney Center in their post game in their pregame interviews, they talk about What an opportunity it is to play in this atmosphere. Georgia Tech came in and said it, Long Island Mm -hmm. came in. They all feel like this is a gift to be able to come to Nebraska and play in front of fans who appreciate that, the game they play. And um, the coaches have talked about how Nebraska is a leader in the volleyball world and is opening doors for other programs, for other players. Uh, It's It's amazing to hear the perspective that these teams are bringing to um, what Nebraska has done as a program and what it's doing every time Nebraska steps on the court, those fans are appreciating Mm -hmm. the sport in front of them. Um, And of course they love their Huskers, but they love the game, right? They're coming to cheer on the game. I got to go to the um, Missouri match and Oh, I was a kid at Christmas. It was wonderful. You know, I just wanted to lose my head. I was so happy watching um, the joy of volleyball and people around me loving it just as much.
0: When you're watching Nebraska volleyball, it's it's really a, a work of art because you're watching uh, a group of, of people doing something at at the very highest level, they could be. I mean, yeah, we could talk about the Olympics. Uh, as we know, there have been Nebraskans who've gone on to the Olympics, and we could talk about playing internationally, but I just, you know, stateside at least, it, it's they are Rembrandts of their craft. So,
1: and sometimes with those um, different levels of volleyball, the uh, dynamic of the team changes, you know, and different sports. This, this has evolved, but it is a, it is a team effort and the energy that these college players have given to this team and the reactions that they have when they watch another player do something that, you know, she was successful there. And that means something for our team, but I'm happy for her. I know how hard she's been working on that shot. And, you know, I've read an article about that Lainey Choboy pursuit ball where she ran into the stands Mm -hmm. against Illinois. And, that's that stuff really means something. You know, it, it makes you realize that this stuff is it, it's a game and we want to win the game. But in moments like that, you realize that these players have invested and just like given themselves to each other and said, I'm going to go hard and you're going to go hard next to me. And I'm going to trust that you've got that ball. You're going to do your job and I'm going to do my job. And there's there's no looking back. And when you give yourself like that to something, it's bigger. It becomes bigger than a game. You are doing something more and you've opened up the door for all the things we just talked about for younger players to see volleyball on a really high level on a big stage for broadcasters to turn their head and go, wait a minute, what's going on over there? Should Mm -hmm. we put more volleyball on TV? You open the door for excitement, for the love of a game. um, And, that stuff gets me fired up. <laughs>
0: right. Well, and, and, you know, going back to that particular play and, and I, we didn't mention it last time you were on, uh, but th- it would have been so easy for uh, Lanny to just not go after that one. You're like, ah, you know what? We're good enough. We can get, we can get that point back. We can get, you know, serve back, etc. But that's not this team's mentality. This team's mentality, I feel is kind of cutthroat. Like if we got the shot, we're going to take you out. And, and, and kind of going back to what you said, it's, it's we're not doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it to be um, sports center, top, you know, play of the day, whatever. It, it's, we're doing it for each other. We're, we're carrying a little extra so that somebody's burden is a little less, I feel.
1: Yeah. You know, Laney going to get that ball was amazing. And so, she got up and she got to full speed and she pursued that ball knowing she could get to it. But the part that turned my head was the whole team followed her because they knew she could get that Mm -hmm. ball. They all knew she could. And so they went with her and that play ended on a Harper Murray block. And it was a great block. She does a lot of good blocking, but on that play she knew what Laney had done could change the course of that match. I think it was, we'd already won two sets. They were going to be Illinois, but that play added momentum. That play changed the way Harper Murray got up for that next ball. She made a better block, a more precise move. She extended her arms over the net, just a centimeter more because her teammate had given so much on the, you know, five seconds earlier. And, that, you know, that's trust, that's belief, that's a desire to win. I, and you're right, we're going to win, but we're going to win this point. Right, this point right. is the one we're going to win right now.
0: It, if Haas were here, he'd mention, you know, the movie, football movie, Any Given Sunday. Uh, the the speech in there that says, uh, uh, you know, it, life life like football is a game of inches. And and because of Laney Joe Boy's efforts, uh, Harper Murray maybe gave a little bit more. I had a little bit more desire to go win that point for the team so that her efforts were not in vain. Um, And again, it's, it's just, it's, it's sports the way it should be. Uh, Everybody, I'm not going to say rowing the boat the same direction because uh, no, but everybody pulling in the same direction, everybody pulling for one another. Uh, and, And like I said, it's a, it's a thing to watch. I've, I've watched more volleyball in the last couple of years because of, of what Nebraska is doing um, and because of your analysis, it's always, it's always tremendous. And, and, uh, and w- what I like about your analysis in your articles is in football, we tend to like crap on the other team. We don't see that from a Beth article. Um, it's, it's a lot more positive. We appreciate that, that all that being said, and I'm going to let you go. I, I know there's a lot of volleyball you want to watch, but uh, before I let you go, Tiger shark diver, maybe the quote of the night and it's for you. And then we're going to let you go. He says, Beth, you are a true gangster. Th- thank you. I've, you gotta say thank you to that, right?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> Nobody does, but it's gotta be a compliment. Cause it was when you were on a roll. So Beth, thank you so much for uh, joining me here uh, this week tonight. Um, I know you had family stuff going on, Uh and and I hope the kids' Christmas concert went well.
1: It was it was beautiful.
0: It, 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 junior high or high school.
1: Elementary.
0: I mean elementary. Yeah, this is not beautiful. It's tone deaf and, and you you go there because you're obligated. That's what I did tonight. It
1: was they did a great job with the things they
0: did. That's They gave it all of the effort that they could muster. It was so. it was fun. Excellent, Beth. thank you so much. Uh um uh, and we'll talk again. Because uh, there's yeah, more, more, as I say, there are more Nebraska volleyball wins to be had. So <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's get caught up on some of these comments then. Uh, I guess I gotta see Beth out. Sorry, Beth. <laughs> um All right. Let's see here. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says Greg got an IPA. He's talking movie quotes now. Um, all right. So everybody, I hope you appreciated. Uh, you know Beth being here on the show, I know it, it it took us away from football talk a little bit, but let's face it, volleyball is winning and football is not, so it's okay uh, to to have these sidebar conversations. Let's dive into some of these comments that uh, I starred earlier. Uh, and again, it's a one man show at this point. We're 50 minutes, since it's probably going to be a one man show for the remainder. I'm going to do my best. All right. If I could pause the show and get another beer, I would. I don't think I have that ability. (laughs) Um, All right. So this is, uh, let's start here. David Matney, living in Omaha, by the way. Uh, David Matney says, did anyone hear Casey Thompson's doing a waiver for his seventh year? I had heard that. Um, More power to him. I mean, we mentioned Casey Thompson. And that Trey Palmer connection and, and Trey Palmer's is now doing good things. You know, I, I haven't followed up week by week, but uh, you know, he's, he's catching touchdown passes on Sundays. Uh, I, I, I go back to that biscuit in a basket with the, their connection. Um, Casey Thompson's, I mean, David, Matt, he, so Casey left because we brought in, we, Jeff, uh, Jeff Sims, Matt Rule brought in Jeff Sims, thinking that he needed a, a different quarterback. Um, so uh, to that end, I'm going to pull up another uh, living in Omaha, David Matney comment here. It says, if we would have had a serviceable quarterback, what would have been our record? And for that, I'll, I'll say Casey Thompson could have, and, and argument could be made, should have uh, been that serviceable quarterback. You know, um I wish he I wish he didn't get hurt at the end of last year um uh, because he didn't get the spring. You know, he didn't get the spring with with coach Rule, coach Satterfield with this new uh staff. And I think that eventually played, you know, in, into his into his uh I guess untimely demise. Um but if we had had Casey Thompson Instead of going five and seven, I think we're at least getting a bowl game, right? Because don't don't hold me to don't hold me to stats because I don't have any in front of me. But I don't think he gave the ball away thirty times, you know, like uh, uh, the quarterbacks that we had this year. Um, I I don't know. I just I think that there's. In an in an alternate universe, parallel universe, if Casey Thompson's here, even with the injuries that we sustained, I think he finds Malachi Coleman. I think he finds Jalen Lloyd a few more times. Maybe has some more uh, on-the-money passes to a Thomas Fedoni. We had a lot of run production from quarterback legs, and I, I – I always hate to see it, you know. I hate to. See, I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else, right? I hate to see it until I see it, you know. When, and when Heinrich Harburg's going down the middle of the field, not quite as fast as as some other players, but just fast enough to have a 40 yard touchdown. Or Chubba Purdy had had a, a couple of nice runs, but I always hate it, and I never want the quarterback to be the number one uh, rusher, or as far as you know, like um, as far as yardage is concerned. They're, that's not their job. Their jobs to distribute the football, not carry the football. Uh, that being said, if Casey Thompson was here, maybe instead of five and seven, we're seven and five. Maybe sniff a little bit better. Um, but that would be a, if, if we had a stable, reliable, top-notch quarterback. Maybe if if we're, if we're dreaming, right? It's Christmas. You can ask for whatever you want from Santa Claus. Uh, we could have been nine and three. We could have been realistically, if we had a great quarterback, eleven and one, with that loss being to Michigan. I mean, so many. I'm not going to fall into the trope of saying, uh, you know, the the we lost so many games we could have won. I mean, point blank. Look at the last four games. Look at Minnesota. Uh, if if things go different in Boulder, that's a win, right? the only one that probably from the get-go was ever actually not in doubt was Michigan. So with a great quarterback, yeah, why not? um let's see here. let's see. Tiger Shark Diver says, I was out of the country. Did Fedoni make any list for awards? Fred Sacco says, uh, Fedoni was a finalist for best drop passes over the middle. Um, Both Princes, Vince Watson wants to know, will both Princes be Huskers next year? Uh, I don't see Prince Will going anywhere, uh, the rush end. Um, And then... This is me. This is where smarter people than me usually sit on the show and answer these uh, high-level questions. I don't know which other Prince you're talking about, Vince. Vince Prince. I can make a bad rhyme, um, but I don't I don't know. I, we'll say yes, because why not, right? Um, all right. Let's see here. Oh, uh, J.D. Crisp. Still, kind of getting mentioned or at least uh, referenced in the comments. This was earlier. This was before Beth came on. Deion Pryor says to prepare for a big time portal quarterback, we have to upgrade our wide receivers. And he wasn't it, meaning a freshman, three star freshman uh, or three star recruit from Texas. So um, that's on you know, what is it on the nose, right? Um, let's see here. His brother, Florida NFL player. Oh, why not? Right? Yeah, let's get all the princes. Prince Harry, too. Or will it, which one's the one who's got his head on straight? That's the prince that we want. I don't know anything about the monarchy. I apologize. Um, <laughs> this is great. Fred. I can't award the comment of the night. I already gave that one to Tiger shark diver for, uh, uh calling Beth a, a true gangster. Uh, but, uh, spin doctors. Oh, three breath, man. I saw the spin doctors once. Uh, it was 2005 in Deadwood, South Dakota. Um, and it was a rainy, cold, rainy show. shows spin doctors. It was collective soul. Uh, it was called the Deadwood jam and it was a lot of fun. Um, Fred that one's after my own heart buddy I, I'm, I'm also a 90s child uh, let's see here couple of uh, l- let's talk about the quarterback we have on the roster uh, Dion again says uh, just heard Chuba having surgery the coaches won't see him till fall camp uh, which is gonna be yeah Casey Thompson 2.0 right you know what yeah ha- I'll say this the difference may be between this situation in last year is they saw Chubba Purdy in their system for a couple of games. I think they have a pretty good idea of what he can do uh, when he's rehabbed and healthy and ready to go. They didn't have that time with Casey Thompson uh, because he got hurt. He missed spring, and then he um, and then he moved uh, uh, on. Or they asked him to move on. I guess they probably, you know, I'm sure that conversation went, "Hey man, uh, we're not sure you're going to get a whole lot of playing time here. You're free to jump in the portal and see where see where you can get some some playing time." So um, it's unfortunate that we're going to have a, a starting quarterback potentially starting quarterback again missing uh, spring. We talk about this all the time. It's why we it's why we're so fervently hoping for win number six, right? Because then we could get those extra practices. Uh, and now, Chuba Purdy, we see he's not not going to get those um, th- those opportunities in the spring. Um, Minnie says, "I think KCT's uh, dad was involved in his decision to move, probably. Uh, uh, you know, he was a boomer sooner, um, so they they joked about that quite a bit on commentary uh, in 2022. At the end of the day, you know, it, it's I think." As much as it pains me to say, and it it hurts Nebraska uh, or hurt Nebraska, uh, Casey Thompson made a move that he felt was best for him, and of course he got hurt as well. His stats didn't i I don't think his stats reflected his capability, um, but but that's that's what we run into on occasion. Um, let's see here. So we got that one. Couple here. Let's talk about uh, the transfer portal. Joel Tilson says, Good chance we get Washington State's quarterback. Uh, Brett says, Who do I think we should go after uh, for transfer QB? Um, I, I don't know anything. And I want to preface everything else that you're about to hear on this show by saying, I know nothing. However, this isn't news. Um, the, I think the top target, despite what you've heard recently, especially the fact that I think up to 14 now, 14 Ohio State players have jumped in the portal, including their uh, starting quarterback, who Nebraska appeared to try to go out, wine, and dine. Don't finish that, Fred. I still think... The K State, the Kansas State kid, is is heading north. I really do. Uh, again, I don't know anything. I just have a strong inkling that uh, um, I believe Will Howard. Right? Is that I want to say that's yeah, Will Howard. Uh, I think he is. You know, and we talk about um, you know past quarterbacks. Adrian Martinez kind of being back in the Nebraska front office. Uh, so to speak, or in the athletic department, um, Will Howard, I would say, uh, is probably most likely, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, again, there's the Adrian Martinez connection. There's, I had read a report that uh, uh, the Ohio State kid, he, he said, if I if I go into the Big Ten, I'm I'm not going to a inferior team. Like you're Ohio state. There's only one team above you. And I don't think you're going to Michigan unless you want to be burned alive. Next time you step foot in Columbus. <laughs> uh, I just don't think those, those transfers go over very well. Um, so I would say probably will Howard uh, would be, uh, he would be top on my list. Um, Tiger Shark uh, Diver says, Wish Uncle Rico had eligibility. I'm going to say this, and this is going to be a hot take. This might be the hottest take of my time here on Five Heart Podcast, which now is about seven years strong, something like that. I think Napoleon Dynamite movie is overrated garbage. I'm sorry. I have a quirky sense of humor. That's that's too far even for me. I I don't take away from those who appreciate it, and I understand most of the references. However, that's it. I I could if I never see Napoleon Dynamite again, it'll be too soon. My personal hell is watching Napoleon Dynamite with an Iowa fan. I don't want to do it. So um, let's see. Here, here's a here's a take. Jack the Ripper, good to see Jack back. If you're going to squander hundreds of I don't know about squander, spend. spend. If you're going to spend hundreds of millions on brick and mortar and you, why not spend a couple million on a good quarterback? I don't disagree. Mindy, uh certainly agrees. Again, it's it's how the the funneling of the funds, right? Because the brick and mortar, like the the stadium upgrades and things like that, are you know athletic department as well as you know the the capital campaigns and things like that. Whereas the nil money is funneled through the nil channels. So, um, yeah. Fred says, uh, I, I there's I mentioned Boulder once an hour ago, and uh, I love the fact that these keep coming up. We have a, a Colorado question here, but Fred says, I'd laugh if Dion's toes uh, went into the portal, landed in Lincoln. Rule would wear them on a necklace like a boss. Uh, that's what they used to do. They would, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that other one, Fred. They they would uh, wear the trophies, uh, you know, ears and, and things like that of their their vanquished foes. Um, Fred says, "Hey, everybody, donate to Greg to watch Napoleon Dynamite." No, no. See, here's the thing: I can when when John's here, I can put him in awkward situations, and I can say, "Hey, let's raise some money. Let's watch Young Guns. We'll do it as a, a donation to Team Jack." But when nobody's here to check me, I can veto unilaterally. <laughs> so I'm vetoing uh, Napoleon Diamond. Fred, we love you, guy. Thank you. Um, let's see. Interesting. Uh, Vince Watson says, would you rather spend $2 million on a quarterback or $2 million on keeping younger players across the team that you have, but not both? Okay, so is the 2 million on the quarterback. I, I guess the question <laughs> I'm going to answer or ask your question or answer your question with another question is which one's going to get us to a bowl game and which one's going to uh, get us to. I. If, if the answer is a bowl game, I take the quarterback, right? If the answer is to the foundation that Matt rule is building uh, to make Nebraska a a conference contender to eventually get into one of these now you know coming up twelve playoff spots in in a few years or down the road, then I take the young guys, right? It just what, what's, what's the what's the goal that you're trying to achieve I want both. Your venture telling me I can't have both. So I will I'll take the foundation. I, I really think I would. Uh, especially if some of that nil money is going to linemen who stay healthy, who don't have procedural and false start penalties, and who can block the blind side. That's, that's, that's where I'm at on that one. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jack the Ripper says UNL should quit basketball and give all the money saved to buying a good quarterback. Can't do that. Uh, can't do that. Sorry. Um, let's see. Vince says, do you want a portal quarterback or keep a, a, a Cam Lenhart, Prince Will, and the like? Uh, it, I'm, I'm with many on this one. You, of course it jumps. Uh <laughs> thanks for all your comments. I can't click the comment that I want to, mm. uh, I'm, I'm with many Cam Linhart and, and Prince will Cam Linhart's, I think just a step ahead, uh, uh, but P wills is well on his way. Those are, are the types of defenders that we have not had since Randy Gregory. Um, give me those, give me those guys. I, I think my, if maybe you've picked up on this, maybe, maybe not, but I think, I I think my overall mentality is that no one guy, I think I'm going to contradict myself and I apologize in, in advance. No one guy is going to make or break this football program, right? Football team. And yeah, that, you know, we talk about if we have, you know, we're just a quarterback away. We had a really great, we had, Damn good defense this year, I think. And I said many times on X, uh, formerly Twitter, that's how it's, you. I think you legally have to refer to it like that at any time, be print or or verbally uh, on X, formerly Twitter, that our defense deserved better. I would I would keep as much of the defense intact. As I could, and I know you know we're we're losing some guys to who've used up their eligibility, the the Luke Reimers and things like that. Um, but yeah, Cam Linhart, uh, uh, and NP Will, yeah, it's tough. Um, <laughs> Fred says uh, that I'm apologizing without John here to even beat me down. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty well conditioned, uh, and I'm trying to teach teach my kids manners too. Um, quick, quick poll for any of you parents out there. Uh, do you, do you just take it when you ask your child a question they just said, yeah, I'm trying to get my, especially my oldest who will be eight in a couple of weeks. She's like, no, yes, sir. Doesn't take any more or less energy. Say yes, sir. It'll get you a lot farther than life. Where where are y'all at on that? Uh, do, do you, do you go, uh, Do you you accept the yes or do you want a little, I'm not asking for formalities. I'm not a drill instructor, but man, if you go get a job interview or anywhere in polite society down the road, you might want to throw a sir in or a ma'am. Anyway, that was a sidebar. Um, Let's see. Vince Watson says, my opinion is to keep the building blocks, even if it means going six and six with Chubba. Uh, Heinrich Carberg and, uh, Kalen next year. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Six of six is a bowl game, you know? Um, and, and you need, you need the building, but you need the foundation. You do. If you could, again, if you could have both, get both. <laughs> but if you can only have one, keep, keep the foundation, keep the building blocks. Um, Uh apparently I need to get a haircut I'm not it's not that bad good lord uh, Fred says not now but after I get my next haircut I'll be chanting this is my Johnston this is my gun uh, Full Metal Jacket's such a fun movie I mean not fun but it's such a good, good movie <laughs> not a whole lot of fun in Full Metal Jacket um this one has been pinned for sixty-one minutes. So, David Matney, I hope you're still around, my friend. Uh, he says, "Is next year the last year of the Dion Sanders experiment?" I'll tell you what: if they're sub five hundred next year, uh, yes, I don't think he'll get year three. If they're not uh, five hundred or better, so uh, let's see. Not to mention the fact that you know I. I Shadur, is he a junior? I mean, does does Dion stick around after his? I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be petty, vindictive, or, or mean spirited. But does he stick around after his kids aren't there? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Um. All right. Any? Let's see. We oh gosh, we talked a lot of volleyball, uh, which was hinted at. Um, and, and Beth's great, so I don't mind, you know, talking with her for 40 minutes or whatever it was. Um, yep. Let's see here. Tiger Shark Diver says, How does Dion see with sunglasses at night? Uh, it, that's easy. He, uh, learned from Corey Hart. And if you don't know who Corey Hart is, you're a very young person. And I, I, want you to go back and find some music from the 1980s. But Corey Hart had a song called I wear my sunglasses at night. And if you're not familiar with that one, Tiger T T S D, I I think we, uh, um, I go back and do that. So, Uh, all right. Minnie has a a question on my, uh, or a response on my quick poll here. And she says that uh, please and thank you is acceptable. Okay. All right. Don't switch a blade on a man in shades. Okay. I don't have anything else. Any other questions? We'll. Uh, um, that's right, Phil Spear. Uh, his saying that we're we're going to go for back to back, offseason national champs. I think we have our work cut out for us this year more so than last year. If I'm being honest. Um Marianne Roberts knows uh, Corey Hart and that song. Not impressed with it. Oh, oh Marianne, I don't know what we're gonna do. It's a it's a top, it's a probably a top 50. <laughs> this is this is how some people like uh, uh, assert themselves in various demographics. Corey Hart's uh, Sunglasses Night is a top 50 one hit wonder of the 80s. What does that mean? It's the only song you had. It's not a top ten, but it's a top fifty from a particular decade. So um, that's basically just saying, you know, like, uh, uh, well, great example. My mom has told me that I'm her favorite son. I'm also her only son, but I'm her favorite. So when you when you you know narrow down that that uh, microscope enough, you're gonna see something positive to, I don't know. All right. Um, anything else, any other quick questions that, uh, y'all can fire my way. We, we've been at this, uh, over an hour and 15 minutes. Now y'all are the best. I appreciate you sticking with me because ha, my, my, my partner. Nope. Nobody here. There's nobody here. Uh, just me. Um, Let's see. Minnie says, Do we have any chance of landing one of these top quarterbacks with the running offense we put out there? I, I would almost think that it's beneficial, right? Because wouldn't that take some of the pressure off? Uh, they don't have to, you know, throw the ball 45 50 times at a game. I, I would I would think it'd be our running game would be very complimentary. Um, and I also know that Rule and Satterfield and the The team at large, they they ran an offense this year. We talked about this several times. They ran an offense this year based on the players that they had. They didn't try to, uh, you know, force a, a square peg in a round hole or round. Anyway, um, <laughs> they they didn't try to, you know, get guys out of their comfort zone. They they. Schemed with what they had, so if we have a top quarterback, maybe that offense looks a little bit different. When you have ICG, when you have a, a confident Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman, when you have some of these other receivers back, maybe that looks completely different. I mean, we don't know. It's it's um, but I I do think that that. <clears throat> I, maybe this is my bias. Probably it's a hundred percent my bias. What am I talking about? But I think if I'm a top quarterback and I look at at Nebraska, that you know we've said we're a quarterback away. You know, which again contradicts what I said earlier about no one player is going to make or break this. But with the defense that we had, um, with you know some of the running game that we had, again all the injuries we had, etc. I do think that if you're serious and you have maybe if you have one year of eligibility i could say i don't know if i want to risk it at nebraska and i i get that but if you have a couple years of eligibility why not uh because i think this coaching staff is smart enough to scheme to the strengths so um long way many of saying yes (laughs) i think so um Let's see here. Uh, James Borman says running games okay, play calling is questionable. I, I again, I still say if you run, run the damn ball a little bit more, you could avoid a lot of the, the headaches that, that we had this year. Uh, but that's just me. So, um, all right, let's see. Any, any last. Vince uh, also responding to many said, I don't think so with the pieces around them. I think it's another building year and mercenaries could be the start of a bad culture. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I'm at the point where I kind of see it always, you know, uh, we, we as fans, we have the luxury. If, if we choose to step back, right, we we can see the, the bigger picture. We can like I, I'll, I was never a star athlete. First one to say, I know it's hard to believe, right? All this, um, but but I was never a, a star athlete, so I can't really put my mind my my mind into or, or think like a star. But I can say, you know what? I can be part of this this turnaround or this this something that's really special that's happening. Or again, if if they have one year of eligibility and they want to go uh, to a place where they know they can put up numbers and elevate their profile. I can see that, too. It's, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. We, we've been down this road before. There likely be more heartbreak before it's all said and done. But uh, the, the sun always rises. The sun always shines the next day. So um, all we got to do is keep being positive. That's That's what I'm here for. Uh, is is to keep us all positive that's why I say 15 and no because worst case scenario I'm wrong but best case scenario we're having a lot of fun all right um, that is it uh, I think for this show I appreciate all of you I know this was probably one of the tougher shows to get through uh, so for all of you uh sticking around here god bless you. <laughs> uh you you're the true true uh, uh heroes and stars of the show so uh for beth who who uh was here and and then not here because we you know, politely we didn't kick her out we said go watch volleyball <laughs> for john our founder and fearless leader who was, couldn't make it tonight he was in some sharp pains uh for the number of people that i asked and they all turned me down it's like prom season all over again for me in high school Probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway, for all of us in coordination, I'm Greg Mahachka, the face that runs the place. I just wish it was a better face. So uh, we remind each and every week, I get to do all parts of this now. That's crazy. All right. For myself, for all of us, we remind you each and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red and good night.